As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Good evening, America. You're about to listen to me, Sergeant Dave, with Remember the Fallen podcast. After surviving the survival instincts of an eight-ton rollover accident in the Pawan province of Afghanistan in 2004, I emerged and returned to the States with an even more enduring tale of perseverance. As I navigate the troubled waters of the VA system, I gain new perspective and a renaissance that I will share with you with a fever of enthusiasm to all patriots across the windswept fields of America. All right, we're going to be listening to jarheads, squids, wingnuts, ground pounders, like myself, army, and an occasional coastie. Ah, maybe not. But most of all, I will be advocating to patriots like yourself, they get a lump in their throat when they hear the national anthem being played at a ball game. You see, one of us can be run off, two of us can be disregarded, but a show's audience, together we are a movement. All right, here we are live at the Remember the Fallen YouTube studio here in beautiful Seminole County, USA, on the Winter Springs Oviedo line. And tonight, you guys, you got just me tonight. Yep. No interviews, no other squids, marines or anything. You just, myself, just the ground pounder tonight. All right, I'm going to talk about AMAC, the AMAC magazine. It's actually the official magazine of the Association of Mature American Citizens like myself, over 50 and plus, okay? That's what they focus on. And it's a better for you and better for America. And basically, uh, they believe in smaller government, fiscal responsibility, Religious freedom, strengthening, supporting our military, hoorah, and uh, repeal Obamacare. So I'm going to read you uh, an insight of the actual editor, and his name is Dan Weber. He's the founder and CEO of Association of Mature American Citizens. So he believes in, in your dreams. So don't forget, just keep believing your dreams. And he has a great message, message here I want to share with you. So the best holiday gifts we can give to ourselves this season is the joy of believing in our dreams. Don't, don't ever let anyone tell you that your dreams are a waste of time. Walt Disney understood that dreams are the building blocks of success. In fact, he built an entire empire around an animated mouse. Walt lived by his mantra, if you can dream it, you can do it. He astutely said, all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. In life, it's easy to get dragged down by what we don't have or what we haven't accomplished. I understand that because as a kid, 
My parents didn't have a lot of money and things were tight. Hey, it sounds for me, huh? That was one reason one reason somebody and I started a landscaping business in high school. I started one, but it was late later in life. I started when I was twenty five and basically just like me, we mowed lawns, dug giant holes for trees, out in the blazing heat, split and carried and stacked piles of firewood, shoveled sidewalks, picked up and hauled trash and climbed steep roofs to clean debris out of gutters. At the end of each day, tied with blistering hands, I took immense pride in my accomplishments, working hard and seeing the fruits of my labor lit a fire inside of me. It made me more determined to succeed. I never let go of my dreams. Disney shared other inspiring wisdom. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. So when I heard that it would be impossible to build an organization like AMAC, I knew I had to do it. That same fire of motivation ignited inside me. I have always viewed seniors as valuable society members, providing people age 50 plus with political and ethical support and fair representation encouraged me. My wife and I began AMAC humbly and applied the same hard work principles as I did in my high school landscape business. We created a strategy, working long days into nights, took numerous personal financial and business risk, and prayed for success. Thankfully, along with your support, we are now proudly represent your voices in Washington, D.C., all because we did to pursue our dream. In this holiday time edition, we bring to you a variety of newsworthy topics, such as an issue of voter fraud, and that's what we're going to concentrate on tonight's podcast, U.S. trade with China, convention of states, plus a little creative political satire to spice things up. Be sure to spread the word about AMAC so that our membership continues to grow and give yourself the greatest gift this holiday season, the ability to believe in your dreams. May you find inspiration on every page. Dan Weber, the founder and CEO of Association of American American Citizens. I highly recommend you to contact AMAC at 888-262-2006. Once again, AMAC, contact 888-262-2006 and get the next episode. It's a great magazine. I love it. I can't wait till it comes in the news in in my mailbox. I love it because it's wrapped up. Doesn't get wet. It's put in the mailbox. Not thrown out in the sidewalk like the old days. So I highly recommend this awesome paper and it has a great episode of Voter Fraud Preserving the Integrity of Our Election. The fake news, excuse me, I mean media, tends to report on the voter fraud debate by covering two extreme views. That voter fraud is either rampant everywhere or that it almost never happens. On the one hand, the media reports claims by President Trump that he would have won the popular vote in 2016 were it not for three to five million votes being cast illegally. There is no available evidence supporting that a such a high number, and Trump's other exaggerations on the issue certainly don't help the quality of the debate. He's being honest, right? But the media also goes out of its way to dismiss genuine concerns about the integrity of our elections. New York Times' Glenn Thrush once declared, for example, that there is essential no voter fraud in the country. Yeah, right. Then, when shown example after example of genuine fraud, the media yawns and quotes experts saying it's not widespread. But that reflects a fundamental misunderstanding of elections. 
You don't need widespread voter fraud to change election outcomes. Just small-scale efforts targeted on tight or consequential elections. You know, how to eat a uh, elephant? One bite at a time, right? So take Al Franken's 2008 victory over incumbent Republican Senator Norman Coleman in Minnesota. After Franken was sworn in, a watchdog group matched criminal records with the voting rolls and discovered that 1,099 felons had cast ballots illegally. A local TV news reporter found that 9 out of 10 felons he interviewed had voted for Franken, Democrat. State law allows prosecutions only of those who admit knowingly committing voter fraud, and 177 were convicted. Franken's margin of victory was just 312 votes, probably the closest ever, all right? That is pretty close. It gave Democrats their 60th Senate seat, creating the filibuster-proof majority that made Obamacare law. Can you imagine that? Voter fraud pushed Obamacare law. It wouldn't have passed as if without Franken's vote. That's fraud that had real consequences for our country. Don't you agree, right? Those who say voter fraud is no big deal should realize something. We have two key civil rights in this country when it comes to voting. We must make sure people aren't blocked from voting. Yep. As our Voting Rights Act of 1965 ensures, but equally important, we must ensure that no one's vote is canceled out by someone voting twice. A non-citizen, a felon who hasn't had their voting rights restored, or someone who doesn't even exist. That kind of disenfranchisement breeds cynicism and reduces voter confidence. The general puck in our democracy in the same way that poll taxes and other barriers to voting used to. The general public instinctively understands this, which is why they support common sense measures to preserve the integrity of our election. In 2016, a Gallup poll reported that 80% of those surveyed backed voter ID laws. 80%. That would require people to prove that they are who they say they are when they vote in person or cast absentee ballots. The breakdown by party is overwhelmingly favorable. 95% of Republicans, 83% of independents, and only 63% of Democrats favor voter ID. A full 77% of minority voters back voter ID laws. That's surprising despite opposition by many groups that purport to speak for them. The myth that voter ID is a new Jim Crow-type effort to reduce minority voting is widely rejected for the rubbish that it is, except by academia and the glitterati of the mainstream media. You know, academia is far left now. We know that. So across the country, election laws require voter identification exists with some variation 34 states right so we just want to do it by the law now when we require voter identification we might get oh we're they're profiling us as an excuse right but some of the states without any voter id laws or other measures to prevent fraud are among the nation's biggest including new york blue state california blue state pennsylvania majority blue 
They would benefit from properly drafted voter ID laws with safeguards against absentee ballot fraud and strict limits on laws that allow people to register and vote on election day. On the same day, yeah, you can't get your butt in there and register before election day? There's too much going on. That shouldn't be allowed. That's my opinion. Even though in person voter fraud isn't rampant, it is easy for fraudsters to commit it without getting caught. It's almost a perfect crime, undetectable unless someone confesses to it. In 2013, New York City's Department of Investigations detailed how its undercover agents claimed that 63 polling places to be individuals who were in fact dead had moved out of town or were in jail. In 61 instances, 97% of the time they were allowed to vote. To avoid skewing results, they voted only for non-existent write-in candidates. How did the city's Board of Elections respond? Did it merely probe and reform sloppy procedures? Not at all, says AMAC. It instead demanded that the investigators be prosecuted, right? Most officials don't want to admit how vulnerable election systems are, but privately they express worry that close elections could be flipped by fraud. You know it is, right? <clears throat> the chaotic state of our voter registration rolls makes it easier for political operatives in a close vote to round up folks for some last-minute shenanigans, as in a notable voter fraud case in St. Louis, Missouri in 2016. That city's aging black political machine used absentee ballot fraud to steal a Democratic primary for state legislature away from a 31-year-old Black Lives Matter activist, Bruce Franks, Jr. In September of that year, a local judge called a new primary election after hundreds of absentee ballots were found to have been cast improperly. Frank went on to win the new election in the same district with the same electorate with 71% of the vote. Our election officials have known for a long time that American voters' registration lists are breeding grounds for potential fraud, according to a 2012 Pew Research Center survey. One out of eight American voter registration is inaccurate, out of date, or a duplicate. Some 2.8 million people are registered in two or more states, and 1.8 million registered voters are dead. Even though that's a rich vein of potential mischief, for fraudsters. The Obama administration didn't file a single lawsuit in eight years to demand that counties clean up their voters. Let's say that again. Even though that a rich vein of potential mischief for fraudsters, the Obama administration didn't file a single lawsuit in eight years to demand that counties clean up their voter rolls as they are required to do by the 1993 Federal Motor Voter Law. In 2009, three Justice Department staffers heard Deputy Assistant Attorney General Julie Fernandez say that the DOG would not be enforcing that provision of the Motor Voter Law because it ran counter to the law's overall goal of increasing turnout. So all they care about is increasing the turnout who cares about fraud? Increasing the turnout means increasing the Democratic vote. That attitude helps us 
to explain why liberals use such hysterical attacks on voter integrity measures. Some liberals are mistakenly convinced that voter ID laws and other measures to buttress the integrity of elections are discriminatory, even though minority turnout has gone up in states that have adopted voter ID. Many also say fraud isn't a serious issue. Rather than fighting such laws, however, they should be working to ensure that everyone can easily obtain an ID. There was a sharp disagreement over how many people lack proper identification. Former Ohio Secretary of State Ken Blackwell, who was himself black, pointed out in the Wall Street Journal that one of the most often cited factoids, something that sounds authoritative but is not fact-based, is the NAACP's claim that 25% of black American adults lack a government-issued voter ID. Think about that for a moment. This would mean that millions of African American men and women are unable to legally drive, cash a check, board an airliner, or participate in everyday activities of modern life. Hyperbole of this sort perpetuates the patronizing view that minorities are helpless victims. Liberals say Blackwell doesn't understand how high the barriers are for some people who lack ID. But if he were really wrong, it is difficult to see why so few voters apply for a free ID in states with such requirements. No matter how many people lack voter ID, we should not be fighting over the issue in court, but rather spending our resources on getting ID in the hands of those who don't have one. The stalemate can be broken. Former President Bill Clinton and Jimmy Carter have endorsed the idea of adding a picture ID to Social Security cards. That makes a lot of sense. That is the most ridiculous form of ID. When you go get a job, let me see your Social Security card. Right? No picture on it. Just a number. That's why there is so much immigration fraud. Because all you got to do is have numbers on a Social Security card. And then a fake ID photo. And you're in America. At least that's how it was about 20 years ago. The idea behind this agreement is to find a way forward that eliminates error and makes the best possible decision that we can all live with. The two former presidents were joined by Andrew Young, former UN ambassador and confidant of Martin Luther King Jr. Young says, voter ID isn't a symbol of discrimination, but a freedom card, an extension of President Johnson's efforts to elevate the poor and disadvantaged. In today's world, you can board an airplane or get into most buildings or cash a check without predatory fees. Without a photo ID, Young said in 2007, ensuring people have one allows them to enter the mainstream of America life and will be a help to them. Martin, Martin King Luther III, son of the civil rights leader, adds, my father used to talk about ending the silence of good people. I cannot emphasize enough the positive impact of free and easy to obtain photo ID will have those who are marginalized. On the other side of the political spectrum, Republicans also see promise in a photo ID social security card. This would help tone down the debate over who is trying to manipulate the system and actually get real ID into the hands of whoever doesn't have one. Something we should all agree on. I agree. Do you agree out there? Said Don Palmer, a former secretary of the Virginia Board of Elections, who is now a member of the Federal Election Assistant Commission. But in 2014, when Young and King brought the idea to the Obama White House, yeah, it was vetoed by Attorney General Eric Holder, right, from Illinois, 
right? Another blue state. And the Reverend Al Sharpton, who exercised great influence over administration policy. Liberals need to be called out on their efforts to block election integrity efforts. When they claim that there is no voter fraud, to borrow Shakespeare's words, thou doth protest too much. Some honest Democrats continue to challenge their party and support genuine efforts to clean up elections. Rhode Island Secretary of State Ralph Mollis, a Democrat, persuaded his state's left-leaning legislature to pass a voter ID bill in 2011 to address problems of voter fraud in Providence and other cities. It included extensive outreach efforts with members of Mollis' office going to senior centers, homeless shelters, and community centers process free IDs. The law has been implemented smoothly, Mollis says, and he views it as a national model. When the day is done, my job is to maintain the integrity of elections, he told me. Even if a state doesn't have an immediate problem with fraud, doesn't it make sense to take sensible precautions rather than wait for someone to abuse the system and then it's too late? I want to thank John Fund for he's a columnist with the National Review magazine. He's also the co-author with Hans von Spakovsky of Who's Counting How Foxes and Bureaucrats Steal Your Vote. All right, it's that time to support our sponsors and listen and buy some products. And for y'all, you fit veterans in the audience, get down and give me 22 everyday push-ups for the 22 veterans that will die of suicide tomorrow. Hey, this is Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Quicken Loans is celebrating our best quarter ever, and now we're celebrating some of the lowest refinancing rates ever. Rates have dropped so much that many Americans can reduce their rate. You may be able to save money on your monthly mortgage payment right now. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%, APR 4.18%. Call us at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Rates subject to change. A 1.375% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And MLS number 3030. You are listening to KLRN Suicide may feel impossible to overcome, but with help and support, you can find hope in this. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK to speak to a counselor, or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. It's free, it's confidential, it's available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And even if it 
feels like it. You're not alone. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! Kelly's 
Sanchez was an effort to take guns away from suspects. After his shooting, the two suspects ended up in a market where there was a lengthy shootout. They were killed along with two bystanders. It was a down day on Wall Street. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 28 points. The S&P 500 was down three, and the NASDAQ Composite was down six. You're listening to USA Radio News. The North American Free Trade Agreement trade deal has been replaced. Here's USA's Chris Barnes with more. On the same day that U.S. House Democrats released two articles of impeachment against President Trump, Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says a deal has also been made with the White House concerning the USMCA trade agreement, which is to replace NAFTA and which has been one of President Trump's top priorities. Pelosi says... Again, the bill came a very long distance from the first treaty they wanted to sign to the one that they're signing today. So we feel very happy about it. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Gallup reports a record 25% of Americans say they or a family member put off treatment for a serious medical condition because of the cost. John Clemens reports. Results from the Gallup survey found that is up from 19% from a year ago, with another 8% indicating a family member put off treatment for other less serious conditions. I spoke to Lydia Sound of Gallup, who says that brings the percentage of households delaying care due to the expense to 33%. All right, I'm back. Sergeant Dave with the Remember the Fallen podcast and YouTube studio on the beautiful Winter Springs Ovidio line in beautiful Seminole County, USA with a new type of Did You Know segment of the Remember the Fallen show. Yeah, did you know that President Trump's charitable paychecks, as we enter the season of giving, President Trump has been an example of consistent generosity in sharing ever since he took office. During the past few years, President Trump has donated his quarterly salary to the following agency. First quarter, 2017, National Park Service to help with the long-deferred maintenance projects on the nation's 25 battlefields. Second quarter, 2017, Department of Education to fund a STEM-focused camp for students. Third quarter 2017, Department of Health and Human Services to combat the opioid epidemic. Fourth quarter 2017, Department of Transportation to support its programs to rebuild and modernize the crumbling infrastructure. First quarter 2018, Department of Veteran Affairs to support its caregivers programs. Hoorah! Donald, yeah! Second quarter 2018, Small Business Administration to assist veterans transitioning from military life into the private sector. Double hoorah! All right, Prez. Third quarter 2018, National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism for Research. Fourth quarter 2018, Department of Homeland Security. First quarter 2019, Department of Agriculture. And the second quarter, 2019, Office of the Surgeon General. And you want to impeach him. 
All right, we're getting it's about getting zero dark thirty for the show, and I'm just about ready to go into rack ops mode. But before I relax, never one last promo. So go to Sergeant Dave Matthews at gmail.com for suggestions for the show's content. SGT Dave Matthews M A T T H E W S at gmail.com. Copy me on that email. And go to my Facebook page and like it, please. It's all one word. Remember the fallen. All one word. Copy. Remember the fallen. And you can always go to my Twitter handle at Sergeant Dave at Heroic Memorials. Okay? And then you can always go to my website. I could use some donations to keep this going at www.neverforgottenmemorials.org and mark your calendar every Thursday night on your phone. At 9 p.m. Eastern Time at klrnradio.com. It's really easy to remember. KL, let us together. Then register nurse, RN. So that's klrnradio.com. Select shows and tap whatever show is running. And that should be my show. You can archive. Go to the archives and go down. Tap our shows and go to the sick show. The one after the Bible. You'll see Remember the Farm. Tap that and go to my archives and go see my 83 episodes. All right. Every Thursday night. That's an order. Until all our troops come home safe. All right. Fallout. Pop. Smoke. Out. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.